0: Alright, I think a uh, a good spot to begin is, uh, how'd you feel when the Rangers started turning around over, like the, because they were kind of shit in the beginning of the season, but I mean, ending the season, they were like one of the top five best teams, or at least hitting the uh, the pandemic. yeah Yeah. how the hell the rangers got the first overall pick after being like one of the literally one of the best teams going into the pandemic and you're like fuck man like this is a, this is like a real playoff team right now like they could they could easily make the playoffs and then do something if they have a good matchup like to start off and then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you could just tell, like, out that first, like, exhibition game, you're like, I don't know about this. And then who'd they verse? Carolina? And that was just, like, the worst matchup. Like, you could... It, it was... Unless they versed Boston and they still had, a uh, Tuka Rask, then that was probably the worst matchup they could've gotten. That's probably the second worst matchup they could've gotten in the East. Just, like, a super defensive team. Like, someone that's able to just, like, nullify, like, the game that you play. And then they just came out and... I mean, it... It must be nice you had had that promise and then hit the pandemic and then you're like all right like that feels pretty good and then you like technically make the playoffs you get like in this little series you get a bad matchup you're like ah fuck that sucks and all of a sudden they're like oh but you have the first overall pick and you're like oh shit and like one of the strongest drafts since like 2015 you're like fuck It is fucking highway robbery. Well, Cause once the fucking lottery hit and they were like, yeah, we don't know who has the first overall pick. I was like, it's the fucking Rangers. It's the Rangers or the Maple Leafs. I was like, it's one or the other. <laughs> do you think, um, do you think they'll, they'll draft Lafayette or you, do you think they're going to try to sell that pick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely one of those situations where it's like, you don't need a left or right winger, I forget what he plays, but you don't need a winger, you need a center, and it's just like, but you have like, a fucking generational, generational winger coming up, and you're like, can you even really pass up, like, a, it's, it's not a bad thing to have, you could always have, you could always sell another guy. yeah he's got a fat contract and yeah that's a good thing to keep that guy <laughs> that would be a really good line. What do you think they're gonna do with uh Ryan Strom? you think they' they're gonna trade him or you think they're gonna try to keep him? yeah yeah Yeah, he's, he's technically still on the books, but when it comes down to their actual cap hit, it's zero, but they still pay him like a mil and a half a year. He's getting paid until like fucking 2030, I think. Just a mil and a half a year, just cashing a check for no reason. He, he won the lotto of like $2,000 till you die type of thing. <laughs> I mean, he played, obviously he played for the Islanders for a while. He, I mean, the Islanders, granted, were coached by fucking Fred Flintstone at the time. So it was, it was kind of tough to judge anyone's talent on that team. But overall, I mean, he showed promise. Like, you could tell, like, he wasn't a horrible hockey player. But when he just played, he just wasn't, like, noticeable, really. Like, you were like, Oh, this guy's, like, alright. Like, he's a good, like, fourth liner, like... If you don't need someone scrappy. But then he went to. We traded him for the fucking Eberly And that was a fucking steal. And then you guys traded Spooner for him. And that was a fucking steal. And he at least looks good next to Panarin. So that I, I know that you guys are thin at center. And I'm sure you guys don't want to pay a whole bunch. Because you guys have a whole bunch of fucking RFAs to pay on the defensive end. So I'm sure you guys would rather pay those guys. Because um, there's not a whole bunch of defense on the rangers right now that are uh defensive i, I want to see if they end up adding a like defensive defenseman for like that top pick because i mean now that mark Stahl is gone like that frees up like whatever he was getting like five mil to actually get like a yeah so that gives you fucking more than enough space to get i mean I'm, and there's a there's a decent amount of good defensive rfas uh i mean uh ufas this year especially the guys like uh I mean, obviously, Patangelo. Um, I don't know where he's going. I, I don't really think it'd be the Rangers, though. Just because I don't think they... Yeah, I hope not. Fuck that team. Um. Mm-hmm. But I could see him... Uh, I mean, then there's guys like fucking Dustin Bufflin. Who knows if that guy's ever fucking come back to the NHL. Yeah, I don't know what even happened with that situation, but all of a sudden he was bought out, and that was it. Oh my god, man. And it's, the the owners of the Penguins were like, alright, we don't want to spend more than $72 million, or whatever they said. They want to be $10 million under the cap. And then they trade Hornquist, who has, like, three years left. And granted, it's, like, a five mil, like, something per contract. You're like, alright, like, that's expensive. And you trade him for probably the worst contract in the NHL and fucking Matheson. I'm like, what are you doing? That was, dis- it's not like as if it's, like, alright, we traded three years for five years. Like, this guy has seven years at almost five mil per to be, like, a seventh fucking defenseman. That made no sense to me. Yeah, do you think uh, do you think Hank got bought out for the cap space or for the roster spot? Hmm. Yeah, he's your number one for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was this year. It's like five and a half next year is one and a half. And that puts them at, like, six, seven. So it's, like, a mil and a half maybe the next couple years after that. But that's what I saw. I only saw what was disclosed for the next two years. So seven of, like, the eight and a half mil are going to be paid off the next two years. But and that's not a bad situation to have. Like, you still get your money over the next two years. I, I would like to see where he goes. I don't think he'd go to a dump like Edmonton who needs a goaltender. But I could see him going to Calgary maybe. They need a goalie. Um... I know the Caps have their young goaltender, their young Russian kid. I mean, because what team in the fucking Metro doesn't have their stud fucking Russian kid coming up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, the Hurricanes need a goaltender. They have two goaltenders, and neither of them are that great, so it'd be interesting Yeah, that's an interesting situation, too, because that's that's almost like... Um, I don't want to say a worse situation than the Rangers, but I guess a not-as-good one. Instead of having three fucking super-competent goalies, you have two like super-super-competent goalies. And Leonard and Fleury and I mean, I would have probably liked Robin Leonard over Varlamov. I don't think Varlamov is a guy to... Be the, I mean, because you saw, like, when he played, I mean, to be granted, when the Islanders played Tampa Bay, it was, like, nine day. I mean, same thing with, like, almost every other team that played fucking Tampa Bay. It was nine day, it was, like, a fucking JV team scrimmaging the varsity team. You were just like, what the fuck is going on, man? And you were like, oh, they still don't even have Stamkos. You're like, Fuck. Hmm. Yeah, super. It was that, uh, it was that fucking, uh, it was that Point, Palat, and Kucherov line. That was just tearing it up. And then Victor Hedman playing defense with that. I forget who his fucking partner was. It might have been Kevin Shattenkirk. And I mean... mm, That would make sense, Yeah, It might be... It might be, yeah. And then I think the last pair is, uh... Sergeyev and Luke Shen. I think it's the third pair. I mean, but... uh, it was literally just, like, that five group on the ice was just fucking destroying the Islanders. I mean, and they were destroying the fucking Stars, too. That's, it's just such a fast line. Braden Point is, I think Barzal ended up getting a contract like Point. Because, I mean, I, I, like, seeing what I saw at a fucking Braden Point, I was like, this kid is, like, really, like, a top fucking NHL player right now. And I know he's on a bridge contract. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah yeah no that would have been like a mcdavid dry type of pairing it would have just been an absolute new level of just because i mean uh brayden point is just so fast man and he's such a good skater and then fucking panarin can put it home from anywhere on the ice his celllies are great too um fucking panarin's that leg kick That is fucking, I mean, I hate seeing it, but, like, when I see it, I'm like, ah, fuck, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a nice one. He's expensive, but, like, I mean, when you watch him play, you're like, this guy's worth every fucking penny, especially right now. yeah <laughs> yeah who got that was that dry settle got it I was leaning towards McKinnon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't go wrong with whoever you picked, because those three literally just tore it up this year. But, I mean, playing like with, like, the Wayne Gretzky of the fucking 2020s, like, definitely fucking helps. <laughs> It would have been nice to have seen. I was rooting for the Stars just cuz I like to see like a team play like the Islanders make it to Stanley Cup. But I really do still enjoy uh Colorado. I liked them ever since like they had Joe Sakic on the team. So since they went from the Nordiques and then they became the Avalanche. I think that's like right after they became the Avalanche was when I started like noticing like what the fuck hockey was. And I was like, "Oh shit, like Joe Sakic was I, th- I mean, I think he was like the third highest ranked player in like the first NHL I had, and he was just fucking sick. I was like, "Oh, this guy's my fucking man." Him and Taimu Solani, I was like, "These guys are fucking sick." <laughs> Playing like halfway across the country, never watched them play once, but literally just liked them because of the video game. Yeah, I can't. I haven't played at video games in a while. But when I play the NHL game, I can, I mean, that was the only game I really played growing up And You know, like, when you play video games once, like, a video game like that once, like, it doesn't really change a whole lot over, like, the control styles. So I was still able to play, and, I mean, me knowing, like, how the fuck hockey works versus, like, my friends who didn't know how hockey works but actually plays the game. I would always play, like, good defense, but I could just literally never score. All it was was... I would just do like a dump and chase and it would just be around the boards and then I would just find someone up top in the slot and I'd get right in front of the fucking goalie and I would just hammer a slap shot home just hoping for a fucking tip in. (laughs) I'd get so frustrated. I'd be like coming down, and all of a sudden I would just see like my computer, like in the background, just throw someone like a hack, and I'm like, "What are you doing, bro? Like, we don't need a slashing penalty right now." I'd be oh, so frustrating. What do you think about uh, a second rounder with stall? Do you think that was a lot to give, or do you think that was about right? Yeah, I have, uh, the Islanders obviously have a fuck ton of horrible contracts from Guard Snow, consisting mainly of uh, Ladd and Boychuck, and Ladd still has fucking three years left on that contract, at fucking like five and a half per, Boychuck has, um, two years left at like five, I think like, ah, maybe even six per, but he's only getting paid like four mil in actual cash. And then we have the Letty contract, which Letty is still, like, a good fucking NHLer. He's only 28 years old. He's not even that old. But um, he still has two years left. He'll end up probably being the one shipped. I'm hoping that we get stuff back and we don't have to ship stuff with him. But I think he'll end up going to L.A. Yeah, we have fucking nothing right now. We don't have a first or a second round. That's why I don't know anything about the draft like beyond the first overall pick is cuz we don't have a draft pick till fucking 90 and at that point you're you're just picking dudes who have like a 20% chance if that's even playing in the NHL like one game. Yeah, I would like to see. I don't know. We have so many dudes who we just signed to like five million dollar contracts, and whenever if we were talking about cap friendly the, the the other day, whenever people are like trying to re-sign our RFAs, they're signing like Tays to like a six million dollar contract for long term. Barzal to like an eight million dollar contract for two years, which I think is about right. And then they're signing. Uh, I'm sorry, they're signing Pulak to the 6x6. And then they're signing Taze for like a $4 million bridge contract. And I'm like, you can't just pay everyone fucking $4 million, $5 million. like, Especially if the problem with me is I don't want to overpay Pulak just for him to be our number two right defenseman because we have uh, that kid Noah Dobson coming up. And he should be just fucking sick, man. I I mean, I we've only seen him play a little bit. But he looked fucking sick with Andy Green. That's why I'm I'm hoping we uh have Andy Green come back and play with him. But he was looking good and I don't like you know, you don't wanna pay someone fucking number one defenseman money to then be like your number three defenseman in fucking two years. Yeah. I'm so fucking ready. I'm so ready for him to come over. (laughs) Yeah. It would... I mean, there's nothing better than having the other team that you don't like just absolutely shit the bed. But it it is definitely more entertaining to have both teams be good. Because there's nothing's worse than just like... I mean, I don't know. There's nothing worse than having the other team do good fucking the rangers and then having your team do shit the islanders for fucking decades and then just having to eat shit all the time and at the point it's like it's it's like making fun of someone who can't walk for like stumbling and you're like uh oh, come on man like what, what's going on here <laughs> but it's it'd be nice to see both teams be competitive at least because i mean it sucks watching the jets and the giants neither of those teams are fucking competitive so no one wants to see shit like that so my, i'd rather it be both than be neither i don't know i don't know if you saw the um it was the washington nationals and they scored like 15 runs the other day <clears throat> and they were like this is more more runs than the jets and giants scored combined uh last sunday and i was like yo shut the fuck up bro i was like yeah how'd that fucking islander series go like and i just had a bunch of people hate on me for that but i was like how, how are you just gonna dish out shit like that and not like i was like what are you doing here That was frustrating, though. He's nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a huge, like, uh, I mean... Like, fuck the Patriots, because, like, obviously the Jets just... Oh, I always get fucking wilded by them. So it's just frustrating to watch that. But beyond that, like, the Red Sox... I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not really a baseball fan, so I really couldn't give a fuck less about Boston. Like, stuff like that. I don't like the Washington Nationals, because they're talking mad shit right now. So, fuck them. Their fucking PR has been pissing me off. But, like, with the... Uh, like, with the Bills, for example. Like, they've been playing well, and I like seeing them play well. Because, especially like you see like the bills fans up there and they like have real passion for their fucking squad and it's nice to see like it's nice to see because it's it at least for me reminds me a lot of like islander fans like because it's really just like nassau county and suffolk county and there's i mean still there's like fucking five million people in those counties but at the same time it's it's a small market for them because there's fucking 10 million people in manhattan and then there's fucking five million people in like just above the bronx and like white plains and shit like that and there's so there you got like 15 million people going to ranger games and like fucking five four and a half million people going to islander games so it's nice seeing like the like the little brother of the state also do well Yeah. (laughs) What do you- I saw- I was looking at, um, NHL Network today, and there was- I don't know if they were, like, rumors or what the fuck they were. I think that it was just, like, nothing was happening for the past couple days. Or I think it was that Hank had- Hank's contract had been bought out, and now they have a fuck ton of money to spend. And- There was thoughts of like, all right, so they need a center. They could trade Ryan Strom. And what they were thinking about was either, I guess, either trading Strom somewhere else and just dumping him off or trading him with a package, which I would presume would have the first overall pick for Jack Eichel. What do you think about that? I mean it feels like their philosophy has kinda of flipped from like five, six years ago. Six years ago I think is when they made the cup. And it was I mean, mainly defensive, I mean 'cause it was I mean, really I just remember a whole bunch of fucking defensemen on that team and the goaltender. Not that I can't remember any forwards, but I remember that mainly being like a good defensive team. Just uh getting out defensed by fucking LA at the end of the day. But now it's like the complete opposite I mean, in a in the most positive way I can put it, they kinda look like the Islanders from like pre barrett trots, like score wise at least, like five three games, like six two games type of Yeah, the thing with the Islanders that I definitely feel is something that holds them back is the, which is something that I mean, I fucking hate to say is the situational scoring that John Tavares would bring because uh, there's no one that scored fucking bigger fucking time. To be honest, though, who else on those teams were going to was going to fucking score the goal because like we didn't have that great of players at the time, but he was always the guy who was like, we need we need a fucking goal like. Alright, I'll just fucking do it. And it was. And that is like. So huge on a team that has trouble scoring in the first place. That it was. To be fair, if John Tavares had re signed with the Islanders, Brock Nelson wouldn't be here right now. Andres Lee might not be here right now. We definitely wouldn't have Jordan Eberle. And our depth might look a little shaky, but. It would be nice overall having the top pairing being like John Tavares with Josh Bailey and uh, fucking whoever else would end up pairing on that line with then Barzell on the second line with probably Bovier and whoever else would be on that other side, and it would it would pan out. But already there, I'm kind of like fuck, man. Like if we don't have Eberle, we don't have fucking Lee. I was like, who who the fuck else would we even have? But it was it was nice to have someone that would like score the big time goals. And that's someone that I think will have to end up going on that uh on that first line. I think it's gonna suck to say while most of the time all four lines get the same amount of time on ice, more or less, we're gonna have a seven million dollar captain on the fucking third line left wing. Like that's what it's just gonna end up being, which kind of sucks to see but that's but the way that barry rolls his lines is that the third line doesn't really mean shit like you're still probably paying and playing as much as the first line but i think the um the trade that i am not huge about but would understand seeing is pool lock and a prospect and maybe a draft pick going for patrick liney yeah he's from b c so it makes sense yeah yeah the islanders are definitely a a win now type of team though So for the next couple seasons, if anything, which I hate to say, it would probably be him. He's going to get a bridge deal, like whether he likes it or not, unless he takes a long-term contract, he's going to get a bridge deal, which is going to still set him up for restricted free agency when he's still like 25 or 26, two or three years from now, which sucks for him. And honestly, I don't don't know how I feel about it. I like it in the current situation because it's our fucking franchise player like not being allowed to leave and i'm like i'm all for that but if i were the player i'd be like i don't know about that like you know i understand i was drafted here and i kind of owe him something but you know at least with him he's been playing here since like he was fucking 20 years old and it's already been like three seasons having to be here for six seasons and still not being able to test free agency kind of sucks But it was um what was I getting to? It was either that or I've heard that um Calgary wants to get rid of like Johnny Goudreau or one of their one of their top wingers. I don't know how Johnny Goudreau would do having two small guys on a line like that isn't and they're both kinda of like playmakers, so I would just see like already two guys who don't know how to shoot the puck, like I, I mean they know how to shoot the puck. But they just don't know, like, when they're actually in the moment. Yeah, they're just like, for some weird reason, every time you see Barzell in slot, he decides to make four extra moves, get to the goal line, and then shoot the puck from there. And you're like, what the fuck was that? So I don't, they, they can fucking shoot, and they can get to the spots, but I guess they just don't have that, that sense of like, alright, this is the spot. Which I think is what line has, and that'd be fucking sick to have. Yeah, it was Guyberk. Yes, I don't know what it is about those two, but I think they need. I think Dallas' their best move would be to get rid of one of the two, because it just doesn't seem like it's like. I mean, they made it a Stanley Cup, we didn't. So who the fuck am I to say? But it just doesn't seem like those two work on that team for some weird reason, especially Sagan. As much as he's, you know, I mean, he's a he's a good-looking dude, so he's marketable. So it's like easy to have him like as your face of the franchise type dude. And it's nice to have like uh, Jamie Ben as your captain. So they kind of both fit a role that doesn't particularly play t- uh, take place on the ice. But when they are on the ice, you're kind of like, this like, do these guys really like what's the word? Like, are these guys really a good fit here? Or would it be better to fucking. Ship one out and get something out, and like, or maybe swap or something, something like a Phil Kessel trade, like what Pittsburgh did. Like out of nowhere, it'd just be like, "Hey, we should get this fucking guy." Like, doesn't matter what it costs. Like, we just need, we need one more dude to fucking come on to win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, he would fucking tear it up here. At least, like off the ice-wise, because at least he would buy like the fucking nicest home in Garden City. He'd probably be tearing up the fucking clubs in in uh, in the city, and he'd just he'd have he he would have a hell of a time here. It's it's so weird. Like, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Long Island, I I could understand people who are rich being like, oh yeah, Long Island's nice. But at the same time, uh Someone was trying to explain to me the taxes in Toronto and they were like, you know, like John Tavares made more money being in Toronto because of the taxes than he was here. And I was just like, yeah, I guess like as much as it, it didn't really fucking matter, like I was not going to like the guy's decision anyway. I was like, uh, definitely playing in a place like, like with Tom Brady, for example, like he moved, he went to Florida so playing in a place with Florida or Texas because they have the same thing like the no income tax, so you're still making as much money as you can. As I don't know how much it changes being in New York City type of thing or being in New York um, when it comes to off the ice type of stuff like uh, sponsorships and whatnot. I'm sure fucking Tyler Sagan is already making fucking money out the ass off of that shit, so it really doesn't matter all much with him. But uh. I'm sure John Svaris made a fuck ton of money going to Toronto just off of fucking sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining it to someone. Um, he's a um, he's a soccer player from South Carolina, and I was talking about hockey. And he's like, I didn't even know who the Islanders were until I came up here. And I was like, Yeah, they lost against because if they were playing, I was playing the uh, game five thing at work, and he was like, Who who the fuck's a blue team? And I was like, Oh, it's Tampa Bay. He's like, Florida. Florida has a hockey team. And I was like, Florida actually has two hockey teams. He was like, but I. but once he was like, where's the other hockey team? And I was like, honestly, I couldn't tell you where the other fucking hockey team is. I was like, I just know it's Florida. Like, I don't know. It could be in fucking Jacksonville. It could be in fucking Orlando. It could be in Miami. I haven't... It could be in like Fort Lauderdale. Like, I have no idea where it is. Like... To be fair, I don't know where Tampa Bay is in Florida, but like I know where like I know that Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Like I I can't point it out on a map, but if someone was like, "Oh, like where's the Lightning play?" I could be like, "Tampa Bay." And they'd be like, "Well, where's Florida play?" I'd be like, "I have no fucking idea." I'm sure that's how people feel about the New York Islanders. I mean, the Islanders don't even know where the Islanders play, so there's that. <laughs> after next season itself though I'm fucking hyped yeah yeah I mean thank god for these guys who fucking bought the Islanders though um Scott Malkin and uh, John Ledecky, fucking God bless those guys, man, because they're really, I mean, John Ledecky is like the face dude, like, he's the guy who comes out, he like, sticks the fucking shovel on the ground and smiles for the cameras and whatnot, he's the guy like, hanging out at Jamaica fucking platform, like on your way to the Islander game, so you don't want to fucking shoot yourself, and he's hanging out with everyone, and he's also the dude who is like the overall, like, people person. But, apparently, Scott Malkin is, like, in the middle of making, like, 36 arenas. Like, mil- like multi-million dollar. Like, almost fucking. I'm sure it's, like, a multi-billion dollar overall fucking business that he's got. Of just building arenas across the fucking globe. That's, like, what apparently just what he does. Yeah, he... I had no idea until they started making it, and they're like, oh, this is Scott Malkin's, like, 30 something arena that he's built, uh, he's built other ones, like, it's all over fucking Russia, and then once they bought fucking, for whatever reason they bought the New York Islanders, they fucking bought that, and the only good thing, I guess, is by the time hopefully this COVID shit ends is when that'll open, so that fucking first day is gonna be fucking bumping. Hopefully, though. Yeah, it doesn't feel right not being... I wish they would let us, like, add Jet Games. Not that I would show up to a Jet Game, just to watch them get fucking blown out, but... I wouldn't mind going to, like... I don't know, it's outside, and... It's, like, spaced... appropriately, but... Even the, uh... They just had the Titans cancel their game, or postpone their game a couple of days because of that, so I guess if, I don't know how that's going to affect everything going on further, because they're actually trying to have, I don't think they had any fans there, I don't think they had any, because they were at Minnesota, so they definitely didn't have any fans there, but I, I'm i interested in seeing how that affects whenever the fuck hockey's supposed to start up again, I, is hockey a fucking summer sport now, is that, is that what we're, is that what we're getting into? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Must have... It would be interesting starting... The... Instead of having the Winter Classic... As your... uh, It's New... Like... It's New Year's Day type of thing. Like... It's New Year's Day. Fucking hockey starts. Winter Classic. Outdoors. This whole big fucking shenanigan going on and then they that's when they start is january 1st every year it's the fucking winter classic and then they fucking start the season with that that'd be sick and then they have their and then during february they throw in their stadium games and then you get your all your because i kind of like basketball too like the first three months i guess like october november december are kind of all just like yeah you know you got some games But then it doesn't hit like until you really get to those outdoor games where you're like, oh shit, like hockey's going on and like you start getting decent bumps on your. But now it's like you could start off with the outdoor games because it's cold enough. And then you could, I mean, even though they were having fucking outdoor games like San Jose and Dallas. So I don't know how the fuck that works. But you could start off with that and then move into just the playoffs at that point. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting, the plan that they decide to go, because as much as it wouldn't be, it'd be nice because it, I mean, I'm sure their ratings would look better, because they would be slightly, they would still have that slight overlap, but still a little bit quicker than the uh, NBA Finals, which always helps. And then it'd be, instead of having your, it's I guess it'd be you know, I guess it would actually kind of suck having like the first three weeks of football because I mean once football comes on everyone would just watch this football it's uh and then also broadcasting times with NBC you know like Sunday night footballs and stuff trying to fit the NHL and football at the same time and I guess that would get a little shaky at times but other than that it wouldn't be bad I don't know if they start in January I don't know when they would finish. I guess it's three months later, June, July, August. Yeah, I guess, like, early September. So maybe preseason of football would be the best type of end date. But I guess they're not really basing that off of that. I guess they're kind of just basing it like, let's just get the fucking season to go however the fuck we can get it going. Yeah, I'm sure they definitely wouldn't want... I mean, that's. I feel bad for... uh, I watch a lot of lacrosse, so lacrosse literally just plays all summer. And I'm like, I mean, for them, it's like, either you play during the summer or you don't get paid, like, at all. So it's, like, just the only spot that is open. But for them, it's like playing outdoors during the summer. I'm like, fuck, man, it gets fucking hot out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would definitely be the best, is like a December 1st start, I don't know, I don't know what they would end up doing, if it would just be, I mean, I'm working at a college right now, and we're not doing anything, they cancelled sports for the first, for the fall, so it's all just like, but um, they're trying to figure out, like, specifically, I-, I work mainly with wrestling, so they're trying to figure out their tournaments right now. And, right now, they're just planning the tournaments, like, as is, like, however it was going to go down in the first place. So, it'd be interesting seeing, like, how colleges work with this travel stuff. I, th- I mean, it really comes down on to Because, I mean, everyone's basing it off of whatever, who did it first type of thing. So, I know that MLS and lacrosse did their little bubbles first like the little test leagues and then it went to NBA and hockey and then football based it off of baseball with like the moving one and now you have the NCAA moving too so I guess hockey will have the best chance to be able to do it right so let's see what the fuck they're able to do man I um, they'll definitely get it off but it just depends on how well yeah the entire time Yeah, the hub cities, the hub cities with, uh, I mean, metro New York, you have the Islanders and the Rangers you could play at, even if you don't stay in the city, and you just like, or maybe you just have one building, you just stay in that building, and it's right across the street from fucking MSG, and you go MSG back to your thing, and then that's kind of how it goes, and then you have the couple of places near, uh, I guess you play in fucking Nassau Coliseum. Not that, that i mean, not that Edmonton was the greatest place to play the fucking Stanley Cup either. But you could play there. Those are two relatively close, like you said. Toronto and Buffalo are both pretty close, so you could play at both those places. Obviously, they did the fucking—they did half of this shit in Toronto. Um, Anaheim and LA are pretty close together. You could probably end up pulling it off over there. I guess the Florida's too. I probably wouldn't throw anything in Florida though. I don't I don't I don't have my faith in Florida. <laughs> What pick are the Devils? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh my god, that sucks. They were so bad this year too. What do you think about... uh, What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that shit when the Islanders had the fucking clinched pick of John Tavares. I was like, these fucking guys are going to pick fucking Matthew Shane, man. I was like, we're going to come home, we're going to have this fucking bust of a kid. I mean, he's not a bust, obviously, now, but he's no fucking John Tavares or Victor Hedman, that's a fucking fact. Yeah, we would have ruined Duchesne, though, with fucking. with Freddie Flintstone fucking running the helm. I would have. (laughs) That's the thing that I think, with uh, Patrick Line, at least, I find him a very streaky player. You'll see him score like fucking five goals in like three games, and you won't hear from him for like two, three weeks. And that's something that Brock Nelson struggled with for a really long time. So the transition of Brock Nelson being a fucking a poor man's uh, Patrick Liney into becoming like a, a pretty consistent goal scorer who, I mean, even though his stats don't really show it, him, Josh Bailey, and Jordan Eberle, that fucking, or, uh, I mean, uh, with Anthony Bavolier, that line was fucking money for us over the fucking playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of move that stuff around. I think that that's a line that should stick together, but I could always see Bovolier moving up with Barzal. I think we might have that kid Wallstrom come up and play with him. And then our third line will be with, uh, because Lad, I mean, not Lad, uh, Lee, as much as I love him, he's like a good net front presence, but he just doesn't produce the way that he used to with, like, that goal scorer of John Tavares. And while I'm not, In any way trying to compare uh, one to the other. But uh, Pazzo is definitely more of a John Tavares-esque type of player than fucking Matt Barzell. So it'd be nice to see someone that can just get the puck on net and either score or get the puck on net and then Lee score. So I think that'll end up being a good third line if you want to put it that way. Even though that line, some nights might get more fucking minutes than the first line. It all, it all depends with, I, it's nice having someone who's been there, done that as my head coach, someone who shows up and like looks professional too. Like, even if you're, even if you don't fucking play the part, like, uh, like just the way that fucking, like at least when Doug Waite came into work, he looked like a fucking, like a professional. Like he looked like some dude who like Knew what the fuck was going on. Even if he didn't. Apparently he didn't. Uh, apparently he didn't even really want the job. But they were just like. Yo like we really need someone to fucking get this job. Which made me. Fucking. Think like a hundred thousand times. Like why the fuck didn't we get rid of Garth Snow. When that shit went down. But. But uh, I'm. I'm happy with. I mean I'm more than fucking happy with where the Islanders is now. Compared to where they were. And, I mean, they have a million and one options to do. They they have to make moves no matter what. And it starts with keeping the core together. But, I mean, if they ship lock out with fucking Kiefer Bellows and, like, a third rounder for Patrick line if they just resign them all, if they fucking send Josh Hosang to Toronto for, like, fucking a seventh rounder, I mean, they could literally do anything that's super minuscule, which is definitely... Something that I'd be used to, to, like, a fucking groundbreaking trade, which is something that, I mean, that I haven't ever been used to. Because the biggest trade I've ever seen for was Matt Martin up until, like, four months ago when we fucking traded for Pajot. So, now I'm all just, like, now I'm fucking totally thrown off. I'm like, what the f-? Like, we're not supposed to trade for anybody. Like, the Islanders trade for fucking Chris Wagner at the trade deadline, not fucking JG Pajot. Yeah. They're a bunch of bums. That's the worst. I feel so bad for him. yeah they they spent fucking i mean 11 22 33 36 almost 37 of uh, i mean they yeah they spent like 37 million dollars on four players who all play offense so that'll definitely throw your team in the fucking dumpster fire real quick especially when you're just rotating coaches every six months, because you're you're expecting them to be like, all right, go out there and still score your five goals a game, but only give up fucking one or two. And you're like, well, that's a two-way street. Like, if you don't want to play defense, and you're only playing offense, like, even though some people in games like football or basketball, you're like, all right, the best defense is good offense if we have the ball, and we score, then the other team can't fucking score. But with hockey, it's a lot like a game... I guess also kind of like basketball in a way, but also like lacrosse. Like, um, when you are fucking hot and you're putting pucks in the back of the net, there's no fucking stopping you. It doesn't matter if you got fucking Joe Schmelman. If it doesn't matter if it's fucking Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and fucking Casey Zeke is running out on the ice, they could fucking put two goals on you real quick, and then all of a sudden it's a fucking tied game, and you just had fucking and you just had a eleven million dollar player. Pass it to another 11 million dollar player. Back to an 8 million dollar player. Into the back of the net. It doesn't matter if you have a fucking entry level contract. Go to a 35 plus year contract. Go into a fucking 2 million year contract. Like at the end of the day. It's like you have to just you have to also play defense. Like it's a it's a two way road that they just don't understand exists I guess in that fucking realm. And they just would rather throw it on their fucking goaltender at the end of the day. Um, I feel bad for fucking Freddy, but that's the way it goes. Um, someone who I'm excited to see now, who's, um, uh, who we haven't seen in a while is Bobby Ryan, cause he got bought out. I don't, I don't know where he's going to go, if he's going to go anywhere, but I don't know what his fucking price ranges. i don't know who's gonna offer him what i'm guessing he's i'm guessing he's gonna get like a robin leonard type of contract like a one year maybe two year contract for like one and a half to two and a half million dollars a year Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you that's the problem with these offense-happy teams is you, you're you banking in that you're scoring four goals a game, and then you're hoping that you only give up three goals a game, but then you hit a hot goaltender, and it doesn't matter. It literally does not matter what you put on net and how it gets there because it's a fucking save. Like Once you hit one of those fucking prime carry prices, prime Jonathan Quick's, prime Henrik Lundqvist's, like, if you're playing them, you better come through with, like, a fucking sick team that plays two ways that, you know, you could win 1-0. Because those are, those are important times when you have guys that, you know, f- have the ability to go the stretch of fucking, I mean, this year, you go fucking two straight games in one night and fucking the six overtimes and be able to play. That's when I knew there was, I mean, the night after. Everyone gave their overreaction whatever day it was. So, fucking, say it was a Sunday. There was, it was their overreaction Monday. And they were like, oh, you know, Tampa Bay, even though it was good that they won this game, like, it was, it's a big, uh, it's a big toll on them. They played so much time in overtime. You know, you'll you'll definitely see this working down the line. I mean, they won, like, the next two series in five games, the next series in six, the next series in six, and they came home with the fucking Stanley Cup. So, th- that, for me, like, now retrospectively looking at it, that was a moment when you were probably like, damn, like, even if these guys play a team like the Islanders or like Dallas, like, and they play these sc- low-scoring, like, one nothing, 2-1 games, like, they'll probably end up on top because it, it's just like you, can, you saw the grit in them that night. Like, they can go the fucking distance of, like, just not letting the fucking puck go in the net. Yeah, the Islanders are probably the the perfect example because they took the exact same squad minus their star player and they played uh, like Ranger-esque games but just instead of winning, they lost most of their games and then they turned into a fucking... I guess like a retro Ranger team and now they all of a sudden, with the same exact squad minus their best player and all of a sudden became a fucking... I mean, more than a playoff team, they were, they were, it'd be a stretch to call them a playoff bubble team before Barry Trotz came in. And then all of a sudden you come in and you're, instead of playing fast, playing reckless, like not really having, like, I mean, because their thing now is the identity team. Like, you know, our identity is that we play defense, we play hard, we scrap out the win. And then before it was like... Yeah, you know, like, we just put pucks in the back of the net, man. Like, I don't know what to to tell you. And so, the difference between that and, like, you could tell, like, as a fucking case study, it's, like, you just see the exact same fucking roster go from a barely bubble team, like, not even a point per game type of team, to all of a sudden the team that's, like, breaking 100 points per fucking, per, a team that sometimes has fucking home ice, and you're like, what the fuck happened with that? Like, and it was all just because they decided to play defense. <laughs> all right, Bell Dooch, Thank you for fucking coming through. I know it was way too, way too fucking long that uh, I had to fucking wait to bring you on. But I'm glad that I brought you on when you did. It was literally no better day than. Like two days after the Stanley Cup. The day that fucking Hank got brought, bought out. It was it was a good day to have you on. Alright, Bill Dooch. Thank you for coming on and I'll catch you later. Alright.